Welcome back to Goodness and Gracious. I'm Chrissy. I'm Renee. I almost said I'm Renee. Then I would have been Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> opposite day. <clears throat> oh, that's scary. So welcome back to our series on love. Well, I say series, but we usually do two. So it's, I don't know if that counts as a series. Part two. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. So in the first episode, we talked about the importance of love. And we also talked about how we can do fabulous things. Um, but if we don't have love, we do it for naught and it profits us nothing. I, I, I often think about that. What a sad time to do a lifetime of good works and say a lifetime of the finest words. Sell all that you have for the purpose of giving it away and even die as a martyr only to have God say to you, you are nothing and this profits you nothing. So I'm going to lose the scoff drop over, while we're talking. <laughs> Don't swallow it whole. I, I know I, I'm going to swallow it or it's coming out one. <laughs> we're so, not sure how this is going to turn out. We've both been kind of sick. So. Yeah, please do not. <laughs> I'm a little nasally. <laughs> please do not tune me out when you. I got a stupid cough drop. Unless she's floor. choking, then you can turn it off. <laughs> Listen, we could go viral. I bet you we do if I start choking. You think <clears throat> Please you can don't. Bring, you think you can bring me back? I don't know. It's been a while since I've tested the Heimlich on uh, anybody. Okay. You know, last time it was like a dead baby. No, just uh, <laughs> it was a dummy, a dummy a, baby. It was a dummy baby. Not a, <laughs> let's correct that really and, quick. And you know th- that fits in the palm of my hand, and you're yeah. doing this. So you cannot do that. <laughs> no, I, I. just What are you trying to say? You can't do that. <laughs> we just had this discussion in the restroom about. You called me fat. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. I didn't call you fat. She didn't. I'm just kidding. Back to the subject. Yes. <clears throat> so I feel like um, in the verses that we talked about in the first segment, um, in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8, they clearly state <clears throat> that we must have love to be profitable for the kingdom of God. And also, they were clear on what love is and what it does. Renee, Let's read the passage of scripture again as as a reminder to okay. from from last time. First Corinthians uh, 13, one through eight. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am becoming a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove all mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to, to feed the poor, <clears throat> and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Oh, there's that word vaunted. Oh, oh gosh. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. And thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. But rejoiceth in truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things. Endureth all things. Charity never faileth. So when you said Voluntiff, did you think of that video of Kari Grace with her <laughs> her blanket? <laughs> yeah. I vaunted. Do not say blah, blah, blah. So if you remember, <clears throat> we pointed out that this pertains to humankind and not just a group of people that fit our criteria. Um, humankind <clears throat> as a whole. And this is a love that can only come from a relationship with God And it is not a love that is contingent on others, their actions, or anything else. So it has nothing to do with other people. It's a love that you have because of him, because of your relationship with with Jesus Christ. 
So now that we have the foundation of what love is and what it does and what it doesn't do, now we can begin to apply it to our relationships with the ones that are closest to us, our family, friends, and most importantly, our spouses. I know. I think we forget <laughs> that the most importantly comes before the spouses. We kind of get those out of Our order. grandkids don't come first. <laughs> they don't. I know. And it seems odd to me, but... Yeah. To me? <laughs> I can't talk. <clears throat> um, so I hope that we have established that love is who you are, who we are, because of who he is, regardless of who other people are. I feel that this this part is not recognized by Christians. And I say Christians because as Christians, we have been introduced to the purest, truest form of love in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And I know that this may be offensive to some, but it's still true. We cannot know real love separate from a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I can say they, this. They, they think they can. Right. But they really can't. And I think that in our humanness, we we, we try to love. We try. We, we mm-hmm. strive for that love. But there's something missing. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're not able to experience or show that type of love mm-hmm. to anyone. And like I said, I, I can speak from experience on this. Um, I, if I use my kids as an example... Um, since I feel, I don't know about you, Renee, I feel this is the type of love that's closest to, that you can get to your relationship, your the love of God. Okay. So mamas, mamas, they love unconditionally, mm-hmm. um, at least as unconditionally as our humanness allows. And I thought that I was doing that perfectly <laughs> until I met Jesus. And my relationship with Jesus allows me allows me I mean it unlocks the ability to love as he loves and as he's as he designed love to be and I have always wanted my kids to be successful and I still want that but my perception of what success actually is has changed and that's based on my relationship with Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. um we we're going to talk about that in a little a little bit more in a little bit And we all quote the verses from Ephesians 5 that even the lost know so well. Um, Renee, do you want to share that with them? All right. Ephesians Ephesians. Ephesians. (laughs) Ephesians 5, 22 through 25. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the the wife. (laughs) I can't read. (laughs) Even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Do you think we read the small snippet and then we snip it even farther um, with quoting wives submit, husbands love? Yeah. And that's it. And then we take that and we mock it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we use it as a punchline to our jokes about marriage. And guess what, guys? Marriage is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it is designed to be, it's designed by God. And uh, listen, as a rabbit trail, this is why marriage is not right a right to any and every relationship. Just because you feel that you're entitled, uh, marriage is what God designed it to be. There would be no marriage separate from God. So he gets to decide exactly what marriage is. 
Um, if we would, <laughs> that was a little side note. Um, back, if, to the back to the thought. <laughs> if we would stop making these verses as a punchline um, of our jokes and read these words with the severity that they deserve, we could see that this is a good plan. A plan that produces the best life that you could possibly have and has an ending that is beyond imagination. Do you think it's got a bad rap because of, oh, how do I put it? Um, like basically the wives not being a doormat and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that mm-hmm. basically. Or yeah. a punching bag or yes. a doormat or, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, I do. Because we look at that word as submit. I, I, I think that we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but what our perception of that. Uh, word means we we look at that word and we think this is my definition of, of submit it's a doormat mm-hmm. you know and I, that's not the way god intended right it. right the part i really wanted to hit on is on hard is the love in a marriage it's not this hollywood no. hallmark stuff no it's not everything being all hunky-dory because that's pretty much a hallmark movie yeah. from beginning to end yep marriage can really be hard but it can also be very good if we do it God's way. Right. The Hallmark marriage is all smiles all the time. Husband being romantic, bringing you flowers and chocolates, singing Kumbaya, <laughs> per se. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe not that, but anyway. But a real marriage is husband has to work, comes home, maybe grouchy or hangry, cars breaks down, babies are crying, supper needs fixed, laundry needs done, house needs clean. You know, you've got the point. So where is the love at? Where is the romance? Love is taking care of the babies when you don't feel like it. Love is fixing supper when you don't feel like it. Love is cleaning the house knowing it's going to get messed back up. Love is making sure your family has clean clothes to wear. That would be great. Yeah. (laughs) Love is in all these things because God blessed you with them and he expects you to take care of them. Being a servant to your family is love. Your sacrifice for your family, this is love. Didn't Jesus sacrifice for us? That is love. I know a lot of times it doesn't feel like your husband loves you when he's grouchy from a hard day's work. He doesn't want to listen to you or he doesn't even want to ask how your day was. But when he goes to work, he's providing for the family. That's love. He will have hard days just like women do. We are to continue to love no matter what mood he's in or what is going on. And I I think of that all the time. It's like, you know, I'll I'll see crumbs or something on on the house. I'm like, are you serious? Here we go again. You know what I'm saying? But it's like. No, God gave him to you. Love him no matter what. If if he yeah. leaves dirty clothes there, if he, he leaves crumbs on the counter, if he does, that's not the point. The point is love him. God gave him to you. You need to love him. Yeah. Show him you love him. Yep. Because guess what? There's a lot of people to have somebody to love. Here recently, I'll just throw it out here, you know. <laughs> But he has this tendency of leaving like maybe the drawer open just a smidge <laughs> or the closet door in the living room. And he puts his coat away and he leaves it open. And the other day I'm sitting there and he's standing there looking at me or whatever. I, I think I got up and I just went over and I just kind of, I didn't slam it. I just kind of shut it real hard and just looked at him when I did it. Like, you see what you did again? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Shame on me. Do you find that you are more like that now as you've gotten older? Than oh, you yes. Were? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Same. Yes. Same. I find myself, I do this. I, I look at the area that needs attention. I'll go, and I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Until he gets it. After he goes and then fix me this nice breakfast, maybe it's bacon and pancakes, bacon or whatever, you know, with French toast or whatever. I'll go in the kitchen to clean. I'm like, oh. 
Petra, you just fixed me a breakfast. I mean, shame on me. It's like you, or he'll go and he'll try and wipe up and clean up after himself. And I see just one little bit of grease or something on the counter. And I'm just like, give me the rag. (laughs) Shame on me. I will do better, honey. I'm sorry. Step all over your toes because it's surely stepped all over my toes. I've got to move up to this stuff. This is just. (laughs) And we all do. We all do. So we read Ephesians, um, what was that, 5, 22 through 25. And the last part, the last part of verse 25 says that Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And verses 26 and 27 give us the reason for him giving his life for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. I kind of said that a little, <laughs> little bit weird. Blemish. <laughs> blemish. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> so verses 28 and 29. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. I should have had you read this. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. I'm glad you did that one. My tongue would have got died. Yeah, well, you know, and I usually make it bold, and I'm like, I didn't make it bold, so she doesn't read it. You did good. Mm. (laughs) Nourisheth and cherisheth. Exactly. So I think we can safely safely say <laughs> maybe that lo- we could maybe not well, but we're going to safely say it that love and submission can be used in conjunction as commands to both men and women. Mm. Um, we we like I said we get caught on that submit and love, yeah. and I think that that goes for all of us mm-hmm. because just one verse before our text, verse twenty one says, "Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord." That was the church. You know, so he used the submit word, the bad word submit, and for everyone, mm-hmm. not just the women. But why do we think it's such a bad thing? I mean, we're supposed to submit to Christ. Mm-hmm. And and it's a good thing to do that. We, yeah, we don't. I mean, do we really second guess, our, guess ourselves? <laughs> yeah, I don't so know what good. we had to eat today. We are so bad. We had some breakfast We had food. breakfast foods. <laughs> I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like maybe it's easier for us to submit to Christ than it is our own husband. Our husband is our, is, is the prince. I know. Yeah. But he's, it, he's a son of the king. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. It's because we look at them differently. Um, so we always use the term submit begrudgingly. Always. No. We gag as we let it roll off our tongues. And guess what? Shame on us. And Christ submitted himself to the will of the father. Christ submitted. Do you think that something he did is beneath us? You know, we, I think we really think this because our perception of the word submit is tainted, just as our perception of the word love is tainted. And believe me, the cost of your submission as God commands is not even on the same scale as what the cost was to Christ when he submitted to the will of God. He even asked that the cup would pass from him, if possible, knowing that in order to accomplish the will of the Father, the cup would not pass by him. And why? 
Why Christ's submission? Why Christ's love? Why are we commanded to submit? Why are we commanded to love? Why are these words used together? And why are they so important? When you love, when you submit, you're saying, I want for you and for myself what God wants and has in store for us. And this is love. It's undefiled, pure, and holy. Christ wanted what was best for us. He wanted you. He wanted my, me. He wanted everyone to have the opportunity to be back in a right relationship with God, to have that opportunity to not only spend eternity in heaven with him, but to have the best life here. In order to give us these opportunities, he submitted. And when I love you, I want what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. And that's pure and simple. Right. And so when you're talking about the relationships in the church, you know, I think that that's kind of the point that you wanted to hit on. Yeah. Well, going to that direction, I guess. Do they do you wrong? Mm-hmm. Do they do the things that you that they shouldn't? Yes. Do they push the wrong buttons? Mm. (laughs) I'm sure they do. Yeah, they do. How do you respond to them? Do you get angry and lash back? Do you talk about them? Do you hide away and pray asking (laughs) God to help you with those ill feelings? (laughs) Uh, The key is to love them when they do wrong. Love them when they do things they shouldn't. Love them when they push the wrong buttons. Always love because that is what Jesus would do. How many times was Jesus done wrong, but yet he loved? This is a hard one for me. Let me tell you. It happened to me last night at our movie nights. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I want to talk about them. <laughs> I want to get back. Mm-hmm. I want to get upset, angry, tell them how I feel. But I don't feel like that would be pleasing to God. The key is to love them and pray for them and yourself. Yes. Lord yeah. knows I needed it last night. <laughs> well, and too, you know, and that's the thing is we're talking about when we love, we want for them what God wants for them. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing. Yeah. It really, really is. But that is, that is, that is true love. And when I submit to you, I'm submitting to pursuing, pursuing what God wants for you, not what is convenient for you or mm. for me. Mm. Most people don't like to be, they yeah. like everything their way yeah. and convenient. Yeah. They don't want to be put out. And if I love you, I'm just I don't want it to be convenient for you. Yeah. And I don't want it to be convenient for me. Yeah. But there's... That's hard. There's a lot of people not like that. Yeah. In our church. Yeah. Hello, did you hear that? In our <laughs> church. <laughs> We're speaking. So, uh, it, it hits me too. I'm not just saying... Yeah, no, I, I agree. I was I like... Mean, hopefully oh. the ladies of our church listening, you know, everybody realizes we're not pointing fingers. We're mm-hmm. just saying it really needs to be taken into consideration. Yes, it really does. It, it, too many selfish because pe- it's people... Key. I think it's the key there. You have to be in a right relationship with Christ. If you're in a right relationship with Christ, then you love him. You have the love of him and you have the ability to love people the way he wants you to do. And you cannot carry out what he wants you to do. If you're not wanting for them, you can't have a servant's heart. No, you can't. And this is why real love is not attainable separate from Christ. If you are not in Christ and him in you, you do not have the ability to pursue anything that pertains to him. 
How that's sad to me. True love desires for God to be the object of everyone's affection. I love you, Renee. I want God to be the object of your affection. Mm-hmm. If God is the object of your affection, you cannot go wrong. So simply put, true love seeks the lost to be saved and to love and be loved of God. So when you're looking at a lost person, one who doesn't know Christ, one that is not saved, one that is not on their way to heaven, true love that only comes from God, your true love for that person seeks for them to be lost or to be saved and to have the love and be loved of God. And true love seeks to disciple newly saved into a closer relationship with Christ. So the love of God in me wants that new convert to grow closer to God. Mm -hmm. That's my main objective for them. True love cheers others on in their own pursuit of God's calling on their life. True love makes me want you to be what God wants you to be. I want you to thrive in this ministry and that ministry because that's what God would have of you. My mind's just still blown right now. <laughs> As you can tell, my mind, I usually don't think much, yes. but my mind's over here just, just going. I'll go on without you. you just stop me. Okay. okay. I might shoot out a few things, but here's another one. If you see a look on my face, that okay. means I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. Because I don't think much. <laughs> True love desires their spouse to be an example and a help meet. We, Gary brought this up this morning. And desires to be that themselves for their spouse, knowing that God's will and ways are perfect and complete for fulfillment in this life. So my true love for Tom is I, if I truly love him in the purest form of love that only comes from God, I want him to be an example and a help meet for me. That's what I want him to be. So instead of doing things the way I have been doing them. I, if I long for him to be pleasing to God, I'm going to nurture that. I have to tell you, I haven't been doing that. Yeah. I haven't been doing that. True love desires to guide their children in the ways of God, even when the world and even other Christians are taking less than submissive, a less than submissive path and setting a less than submissive example. This is what I talk about when I talk about kids. I want my kids to be successful. I think every parent Mm -hmm. wants their kids to be successful. But I do not want them to be successful outside of what God has set as a plan. They're not going to be successful. Listen to me. I'm going to make this clear. If you are pushing your child to do something in place of church, they will not be successful. Mm-hmm. That scares me uh, to death. Like literally, mm-hmm. literally scares me to death. I think about my kids when when my kids were little, um, you know, wanting, you know, even like with Lucas, I want him to succeed in life, but I don't want him to succeed in something that's going to take him away from it God. leaves Christ out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. I, I literally, as I'm writing this and I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, give me, give me something to share with these people to have them understand what true love is. True love does the hard 
stuff. Mm -hmm. It says, no, you cannot participate in this because it's going to take you away from God. It's going to take you away from God's people and you are going to fail in life. I cannot let you do this, even though it looks like a good thing. Mm -hmm. Scary to me. So scary. Well, just like this whole situation, you know, CJ and Rachel went to Arizona. He Mm -hmm. was in the rodeo. He won nationals. Yeah. That to us was a big deal. Seriously proud. But you know one thing that was probably made me more proud than him winning was the song that he picked out. Yeah. It wasn't a honky-tonk song or whatever, a worldly song. It was a Christian song. Yeah. And let me tell you, these people that they were around were worldly people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But he let his light shine and the word or the song was Shine On yeah. by... Need to breathe. Need to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go listen to it. I've yep. not Shine actually listened on. to the whole song. Yep. I listened <laughs> I to it very, very over and over and over again. I mean, I was very proud of CJ winning. Don't get me yes. wrong. But I was more proud that he stood up for Christ yep. and played that song. Had them play that song as he was walking in. And every time he was there, yeah. they played that song for him or whatever. Do you know what makes me the most proud about that situation um, with CJ is, one, CJ knows why he won. Mm-hmm. He does. I from yeah. the bottom of my heart, I know that I, he, that I know that he knows that that comes from God allows him to do that. Um, and another thing is the CJ being a Christian man has formed relationships and set an example for people that he comes into contact with where there are they look at him. If you ever if you watch the video of when they announce his name, the people that cheered him on genuinely wanted this for him. Mm-hmm. You can you can only get that by being an example, being what God wants you to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. the only way that you can get that. And I was so proud of him for that. More than any amount of money he could win, more than oh, a trophy, yeah. more than his extra week of PTO he gets, <laughs> which is very fine. Yeah. Um, people cheering for him mm-hmm. because of who he is. He wasn't. He's not someone that's you know seeking to gain things right. other than through God. So. It matters how you live. I it say does. that almost all the time. It matters how you live. People are watching you. You 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 are your own testimony. Yep. Yep. It's very sad. And and here's the thing. We're gonna stand in judgment for that. <laughs> We're gonna stand in judgment for the example that we set. If we are if we set a less than submissive example, we're gonna have to answer for that. Mm-hmm. And that's just straight up the truth. So why does true love seek, desire, and do these things? Why, why does it? And, it? and honestly, it's for the same reason that Christ did. So if we go back to verses uh, 27 and 28, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So we should submit and commit ourselves to Christ and others with the desire that when the time comes, Christ will be able to present them and us as washed by his word, spotless, wrinkle-free, without blemish, and holy. I want you to to be able for I want Christ to be able to present you as holy. That's what my love mm-hmm. for you should do. Right. 
So let's go back to the original scripture and apply this. I'll read it this time. That would be great. Okay. <laughs> Those words are just tiny for yeah. me. <laughs> My old eyes. <laughs> That's why mine's 16 Listen, I will call you Josh. <laughs> so 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove all mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth. So if I do say, give, sacrifice, but I don't have charity or love, it means nothing Mm -hmm. because love actually seeks what is best for the people. And that's all of mankind, not just your select group of people. And what is best for humankind? Him, Christ. Notice how all of the things listed pertain to me and do not reference any kind of growth in the kingdom of God. So if you're up, it says, um, though I do this and though I do this and though I do that, it's all about me, 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 me. But is it talk about those things creating a growth in the kingdom of God? So technically, it's just a bunch of works. Works without charity or love produces an out of tune instrument. Works with true love produces changed hearts. Generosity with true love produces mighty men and women of God. And sacrifice with true love produces marriages and families that are wholly devoted to God. And I just think that when we, when we break it all down, you talked earlier how it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Marriage is not easy. No. Um, it is hard. And it, it's kind of like, I guess, the, the thing that I tell the kids, um, my kids, <laughs> is like I've said it to Rachel. I said it to Jenny. I said it to Jamie. You know, having a baby is is not glamorous. Right. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's not glamorous. And marriage is that way as well. Yeah. And it makes it even more hard when we are not doing it the way God designed it to be. Because I believe that if we would do that, it would be a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that you have, you and Gary have had a lot of hard things in your marriage. Um, And here of late, I mean, you just within the last few years had some things. And Mm -hmm. I know that you want to talk about that a little bit, but it's just hard. Marriage is hard. But if you are focused on God, and loving the way he 
loving for the purpose of him being pleased mm-hmm. um, with the person that you're loving, it'll be just fine. We've been married 34 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not been easy. <laughs> mm, yeah. no. So please do not take this wrong <laughs> or think that I'm tuning my own horn. I'm just giving you an example of love in a marriage. So when Gary fell off the roof in 2017, he was laid up for almost a year. He had rods sticking out of his legs. Yes. <laughs> the first few months, I literally had to do almost everything for him because he couldn't do it himself. He had to sleep in a recliner. I slept on the couch next to him. When he would wake up during the night, I was awake during the night, giving him his meds, helping him to the bed. Ba- well, it wasn't to the bathroom. It was the, the yeah. pot in the living room. Right there in the living room. Yeah. So our vow said, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. I made these vows before God and I meant them. Yeah, it was a sacrifice, believe me. Mm. I wanted to sleep. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't like seeing him like in the pain and, and going through all that either. But yeah. but you know what? In in the long run I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, he was off for like a year and I was so sad when he had to go back, yeah. you know. I know that may sound crazy to some, but but that was the love I had for him. I I wanted him, I enjoyed being able to you know, do these things for him. And it's because of Christ that I have this kind of love. Yes. Now, do I fail and get upset and do wrong and treat him wrong? Yeah, that's my flesh <laughs> getting in the way. <laughs> but my goal is to love at all times, no matter what. Right. And I have a similar story. Like with Tom, when he had his back surgery, I remember like when you don't really understand the sickness in sickness and in health until you actually you have to, have to experience mm-hmm. sickness. And um, it's just... It's really, really hard. So I've done the you... rich or poor already, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Been through it all. Been through yeah. all this list, Lord. Um, but taking care of Tom was, at the end, it was a joy for mm-hmm. me to be able to do that. And I loved being able to take care of him. I didn't like him to have to go through those things. Right. Uh, um, but it was, I think it was a, I think it strengthens a marriage. Mm-hmm. I bet you could say that your um, and Gary's marriage is stronger mm-hmm. going through that. And then you guys both have a sense of, you know what you can how you can count on right the other one right so without true love we have just a bunch of wasted busyness i think and true love seeks god for every individual no matter the cost i think that's kind of the what the point that i want to get across is i want god for you no matter what no matter the cost Mm -hmm. um and this brings us all to that love um this brings us all to, no, this brings to us, okay. <laughs> this brings us to the end of our podcast. <laughs> We're done. We're done. What love does and is, oh, I, just, uh, I didn't think I was going to get it out. <laughs> it does and is all of those things in light of desiring God for every individual that comes into our lives. And ultimately that is the great commission. So you could look at how, Love, if it started for us, you know, God, you know, gave his son, we get to experience that love. And then we get to turn around and turn that into our relationships. So our friend, first of all, our spouse, our families, our friends, we're learning how to love them. And then we get to take that and turn it out to the loss. Mm -hmm. So we apply that to the great commission. So love is, you can't do anything without love. Right. At all. This whole thing, I'm just, my toes hurt. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Mine too. 
I think of other people uh-huh. that need to live up to it. Yeah. But I myself need I to agree. live up that's, to what we just too. talked about. I know. Because I'm, I'm, as I mean, I'm writing. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <I scratched> that <laughs> off. <laughs> wait a minute. These are my toes. <laughs> These are my toes. But that's what I want. We would be so much happier if that's what we would do, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We would be less miserable. Um, well, the, co- the convenient part was really, really, really got me. Yeah. It's like we all just want to be convenient, yeah. you know, our own selves. We just want to be in our own little box. We don't want to be inconvenienced about anything. Yeah. That really got me. Yeah. As you could tell. <laughs> You're still reeling it. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's the thing is like we – I try to think about how um, like a little baby. I think about Tolkien. Okay. He's so cute. I know. <laughs> And I want to be for him, even when it's not convenient for me. Right. And that's kind of how I try to apply it to everyone else. I want to be for you, like I am for Tolkien and his mm-hmm. needs, even when it's not convenient right. for me. Right. I agree. If we and, all live like that. I know. And in the end, wow. we're going to be much happier yeah. because we're going to be doing it his way. But we think I, we can't I, be bothered I think the with pastor that. needs to plug this one. Yeah. And the whole church needs to listen to this podcast. Not because of what me and you said, but yeah. what Christ put in us yes. to say. Because that's it. I agree. Wow. <laughs> 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 Just yes. saying. Yes. We're not tooting our own horns here, but. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, and I, I knew that this pray was now. Be, I knew that this, this is, I, not that I've mm. practiced it well, but I'm just telling you, this is what's been on my, on my heart and on my mind for a very long time mm. of what I've wanted to know. We have that song. I want to know. I love it. <laughs> I just, I want to know what mm-hmm. does it mean? Cause I am tired of the word love being thrown around. And, and if I, it, if I don't see, seek it, if I don't search it out, to find out what it really is, then I'm no better than the you know the people that are just joining. I think it's just the a word around. people just use flippantly. It is, it is, and I don't, I don't want that. Unfortunately, anymore. I don't want yeah. that for my life. I now I'm going to fail, and we're if you start on that track today, mm-hmm. where you want to know what love is, and you want you want that in your life, and you want to be able to provide that in other people's lives, you're still going to fail. You're still going to have days that are bad. You're still going to have days that you're going to look back and you'll be like, oh, but guess what? His mercies are new every single Mm -hmm. morning. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love. That's one of the things I absolutely love. And you know what? Another thing that I love is everywhere I turn, God has been, has placed uh, Matthew 633 on my heart for several months now. Like this is where you need to be. This is where you need to be. This is where you need to be. And that's seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I've been seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay, that's first. I need to get that first. Well guess what? Every morning I'm I have to remind myself, seek ye first. Seek ye first. What is the kingdom? I'm still learning what the kingdom of God is. Yeah. We are all still learning what the kingdom of God is. But guess what? As he starts adding all those other things, our life will be fulfilled and we won't even we'll just realize, oh, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but we still have to, the, he doesn't say, seek ye first and then you're going to be done with that. He's right. going to, he says, seek ye first. That's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I yeah. he, it was this morning, it was the verse that he put up there. He did Matthew 6, again. And I was like, just, you're speaking to me. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. 
but right. I'm not quite sure where we're going next. Do you have, um, no, I mean, I have an idea of, but I'm still praying about it. Okay. I'm pretty excited about some of the things that, um, I want to talk about and, um, we'll get through March and then April be Easter. So we can talk about things like, mm, there you I'm go. excited about that. We, we could have the kids on for Easter. Oh yeah. Give their take on Easter. Yeah. Well, Juliet's been wanting on. Maybe we'll get her little take on Easter. That'll be a plan. We'll plan on April getting some kids in here. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Until next time, guys. See, See ya. ya.